0: Welcome to actual football. Yeah, this is a 40 for 40 podcast, but we're not talking some trifling game. Oh, no, we're not talking some exhibition. No, we're not talking some excuse to just roll up to some like uh, run of the mill, large block consumer joint and consume like a bunch of buffalo wings in the name of friendly competition between two schools. No, no, no. We're at the Peach Bowl semifinal. That is the game which is symbolized on SB Nation's bowl guide. With a cow riding on an enormous zeppelin. Yeah, we're at Alabama, Washington. This is real, and it is happening at three o'clock p.m. in Atlanta, Georgia. And fifty percent of this podcast will be in the booth. Where, so you,
1: are the, you,
0: where, where am I going to be? Uh, we we, we were going to you, you You do yeah, shit. Yeah, you're you're going to be you're going to be in Brooklyn. You're going to be all posted up with a baby and some stuff, right? Yay! Where would yeah. you
2: be? Rubbing al- elbows with. I I can't name names on this podcast,
0: can I? Look at it look at it look at it this way. You'll be with a very small human in an enclosed space, and Holly and I will be, we'll with, Nick Saban, be with Nick
2: Saban.
0: Right. Another well, small squallor. squalling human being in another enclosed a space. Small, so it's
2: really based.
0: He's colicky. He's colicky col- too, col- so watch col- out for that. Perpetually colicky. <laughs> The process is colicky. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's just say that. Uh, the Peach Bowl featuring Alabama v. Washington. That would be number one Alabama. That would be Alabama undefeated. Alabama uh, has not really even sniffed defeat all season long. Versus uh, number four Washington, our Pac-12 champs, coached by Chris Peterson, coming off of a one-loss season in the Pac-12. That would be one loss to USC, a team... That, yes, early in the season and before they were really fully formed and changed quarterbacks to Sam Darden, Darnold. Um, what was what was the score of that game? Does anyone have that on hand?
1: Was it 56 to 3? I, I think it was eight, eight,
0: 80 to 9. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, nailed it.
0: Yeah, it was a heap a lot to nothing, basically. And people will assume that means a lot here. So what we have to do is we have to sell you on the notion that Maybe Washington stands a chance in this game. Anybody anybody want to take a stab at that?
1: Um, The SEC is doing a real good job in bowl season so far of Mm -hmm. lending credence to the idea that Alabama is very good. But the competition they faced in the conference this year was not. Bill had a good piece up on it today.
0: He did. Overall overall S&P rankings for the SEC are largely down over the last three years until you look at one team. Alabama. Thus, buffeting my theory that Alabama is basically this like large tumor, just sort of sucking energy, life, and time off of the rest of the conference.
1: Gross. Um, Accurate. Other, I mean, I guess the other the other easy easy thing people have pointed to is um, Alabama is actually going to have to face a quarterback this time. That's also a thing that they didn't really have to do. In a lot of uh in a lot of conference competition this year
0: they're playing they're playing like uh, uh Chad Kelly who doesn't have guns probably that's
1: that's one way to look at it sure um <clears throat> all I know is that he Jake Browning's thrown more touchdowns than I want to make sure I get this right yes, this is right He's thrown five more touchdowns than Florida auburn and l s u combined
0: hmm. That sounds hmm. challenging. I, I will also state this. While we're selling on this, and this is uh, a tangible, and I have an intangible, to go after it. One tangible advantage that Washington has is this. Washington has two wide receivers. And, and, and like, tell me a time when Alabama's faced two actual wide receivers with an actual quarterback who can get them the ball. Uh, it's been pretty rare this year, and... With Also, they're facing the best coaching staff they've faced. I don't think there's anybody who's going to be more obsessively prepared for this game than Chris Peterson. That doesn't mean they're going to compete. Because I don't know with the massive recruiting that Alabama's been able to do over the course of Nick Saban's ten year that anyone's really going to be able to go depth chart for depth chart with them. But they're not going to walk in not knowing what they're going to see. They're going to see everything. And they're going to know what's coming. So Washington will be like the most studied and they'll have an advantage at the perimeter. Other than that, I got nothing.
1: Yeah the the flip side is if we're going to talk about Alabama, maybe not facing much competition this year. Oh boy, Washington. Um,
0: uh yeah you you want to?
1: And the problem with Washington is that when they did face decent teams, those were the games that got a little wonky
0: uh yeah like versus USC where they could not protect Jake Browning they could not
1: or versus or versus Utah when Utah really had every chance to w- had almost every chance to win that game until the very very end and Jake Browning wasn't very good in that game so uh, they there was definitely an element of Washington benefited from a Pac-12 North that was pretty far down and they caught most of those te- most of the teams on their schedule with the exception of USC I would say um kind of at the bottom or when they were trying to figure shit out uh, so yeah it's
0: uh, i don't know man wow we i guess we made a good effort Sorry, this, But
1: all we've done is really mimic what the media as a whole has done over the past like two weeks everybody we came meet. in well, everybody came in and said, oh, it's Alabama. They're going to stomp Washington. And then everybody started digging up, well, you know, let's try to make a case for Washington. And then the case for Washington just sort of fell apart. And we were like, well, uh, hopefully it'll be a fun game.
2: Which is not to say that, you know, we don't have opinions about this game because regardless of our feelings about Alabama, I am consistent in my position of just wanting something, anything different to happen. Please, I'm bored.
1: There is, there is one X factor here. And that is that um, now that Lane Kiffin – has a new home to go to.
0: He's getting a little mouthy. Uh, yeah, Link. And in, in addition to
1: mouthy's oh. a big word for it.
0: <laughs> Notice I'll... we didn't say mouth. We didn't say mouth and brainy, right? Yeah, he's not uh... mouth
2: smart. No.
0: Yeah, no, I will also Go ahead. Yeah, do it. Oh,
2: that's
1: alright. Well, it's just it's let's let's say this. It's special. It's special that at the end of, you know, the the running theme of uh, Lane Kiffin's Alabama tenure was this was, quote unquote, like a rehabilitation of his image. And part of that was that he really wasn't allowed to talk very much. When he was, it was under very controlled circumstances. Nick Saban was careful to give him praise, but also, you know, not overdo it. It was all very well managed from a PR perspective. And, and, then, and then Lane Kiffin said, you know what? Now that I have a job at FAU, uh, I think that people need a Lane Gets Real feature.
0: Whoops. Yeah. And they got one. They they really got one. Because he, he did say this, that when asked if his three years at Alabama had been fun, he said, quote, fun. Yeah. We don't use that word a lot.
1: Yeah. But yeah, but Holly really wants to. I know Holly wants to talk about more than that. It's it doesn't really it's not really a tonal fit for this podcast.
2: I'm not sure this is the medium to point out instead of being like the usual anodyne kind of asshole. He is Lane Kiffin said, you know, he hired Kendall. He's hiring Kendall Bryles to be his offensive coordinator. That's Bryles from Baylor. And said the reason he didn't bring Kendall's daddy along was because he didn't want protesters.
0: Yeah, and also on the roster now is the quarterback who was booted from FSU for punching a woman, which apparently that was in motion before Lane got there. I don't know if I buy that, really, because, like, who who brings in a quarterback without consulting the coach you're about to hire, but...
2: Well, that's the thing. He said it when it came up in Nancy Armour's USA Today story yesterday, and I thought it might have been, like, I read it, and I got mad, and I read it again, and... You can see a way in the story in which this quote could have come from like somewhere else in the interview, and it's just unfortunately placed. But then he fucking said it again.
1: He was pretty, yeah. When he talked to Thamel, it was pretty. It was pretty clear. Yeah.
0: Well, you'd have to assume somebody was watching the FAU situation at all. That that's where that's where I'm things get real think
2: about private prisons and panopticons, But this doesn't feel like that place.
0: Yeah, let's remind everybody. Florida Atlantic was going to have a an actual stadium named after a prison, a private prison company, right? Uh but what yeah. A
1: running man stadium? Between
2: Schnelly, Carl Polini, Alcatraz and now Kiffin.
1: It's pretty special. Uh
0: yeah, it's this pretty is pretty
1: goddamn special.
0: It, it's going to be good. Uh two words, boat accident. Boat accident. <laughs> okay. Oh,
2: Two more words, insurance fraud.
0: Insurance
1: Guys, guys, <laughs> it could be
0: both. Yeah, they go hand in hand. You in got
2: a accident and my insurance fraud.
0: <laughs> I will also, I would also be, I think I'd be irresponsible and I'd be completely disloyal to the mission statement of this podcast and our website if I did not cite things that would happen to Alabama fans as they entered Atlanta because many of them are veterans now. But there's still people from Alabama entering the city of Atlanta. So the following things will all happen. If you have a few, just chime in. Uh, I've got a couple that are just guaranteed. One, when do we get off the train? When is it? always
2: my favorite when everybody behind them just starts screaming, go, 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 like they're in a Navy commercial.
0: Yeah, which (laughs) I have done. A
2: very slow Navy commercial.
0: (laughs) Do you want to exit trains slowly? The Navy. I have
2: never Uh, once taken advantage of the fact that these jackholes don't know where to get off a labeled train station.
0: Yeah, the thing that says the Georgia Dome, and they're like, is this where we get off? Yes, it's where you get off, honey. I've never
2: once taken advantage of this, and it's not
1: out of the goodness of my heart, it's more out of boredom.
0: I mean, all, all I'm hearing is Washington
1: fans need to doctor some signage, so...
0: Uh, two Alabama fans milling around the Georgia Dome with the universal look up. This ain't shit on their face. That's it. That's another good one. Is mm, this ain't shit? swan around Atlanta, going like, it's everything wrong with the world, like it's New York, like their like their sneer gets an extra dollar in, in the donation. But ten.
1: they're they're not even in the sneer worthy like the the den of sin part of Atlanta. They're just in the no. boring part. <laughs>
0: No man, they're a bunch of like parking garages and like uh, like the CNN Center. That, that's where they're at. They're across from beautiful Centennial Park, and they're like, I don't
1: you know. think Coke. I don't think Coke deserves its own world. I think it's a wonderful product, but let's be <laughs> honest that that Dominique world belongs Wilkins to the Wilkins
0: Lord. He couldn't even win the win the SEC once. Roll Tide! You know what? That water ain't even moving in the Georgia Aquarium. That's, that, that's cruel to the fish. What, what are they doing there? I mean, you know what? Jonathan Allen, he, he's got more movement than a beluga. Beluga ain't shit to me. Birmingham Aquarium wouldn't have one.
1: It's a metaphor for Georgia football.